Hello, everyone, and welcome to an episode of Consciously Blooming. I'm your host, Natalie Green, and I'm so happy to have you here today. For this week's episode, I wanted to discuss feeling your emotions without letting them take control. I won't go too much into that right now because I'll get into the heart of it during our episode for this week. But full disclaimer for the episode, if you hear something that sounds like static, it is not. They are doing some kind of construction at a building nearby my apartment complex and it is incredibly loud and I'm sure the microphone is going to pick it up. So not static, but there's really nothing I can do about it because it's been under construction for weeks now. So I apologize for that. But jumping into what I've been into and what I've been up to this week, if you watched last week's episode, then you will know I was in Belize with my family for a family vacation. So I just got back on Sunday and tying in my what I've been into has been just being in the water. So Belize has absolutely gorgeous water. It is crystal clear fantastic snorkeling, amazing coral reefs. It was very cool. I actually got to swim with sharks and stingrays not once but twice. So that was really awesome. And I just had an absolutely fantastic time with my family. And it was such a beautiful, it's a beautiful place. And I was so lucky to go. And yeah, I had a wonderful time. So what I've been into is being in the pool and being in the ocean. Now jumping right into this week's episode. I talk a lot about practicing not letting our emotions take control of our minds and actions while also encouraging the practice of tuning in with your emotions to really see how they're impacting you. This sounds very contradictive, so I wanted to address this. In reality, they're not contradictive, but more like a balancing act between feeling your emotions without letting them hijack your mind. While many of us would say that we do know and understand our emotions, this is not likely the case. Often, our emotions, or feelings, I'll probably be using them interchangeably in this week's episode, can build up or change in our subconscious without our awareness. These changes can lead us to express emotions that we may not have even known we had towards others or have thoughts that we are not sure where they came from. So looking back to our roots as human beings, we developed to have emotions like many other skills as survival mechanisms. We cannot survive based on purely logical responses alone. Sometimes there are other more nuanced factors at play. For example, you hear something go bump in the night. Automatically, your senses have alerted you and you might feel fear. The feeling of the emotion of fear will help bring back memories of other times that you have felt this way and help you think of the actions that you might have previously taken that have helped you address this emotion, i.e. you might lock the door or grab a weapon. Either way, you're acting in a manner to decrease your sense of fear against the thing that produced the strange noise. The more nuanced situations in which emotions help to ensure survival can be seen through guilt. If someone is a part of a small village, back in the day, obviously, and perhaps they did something that they knew was wrong or that they at least knew others would think was wrong, that individual might feel guilty. To lessen the burden of feeling guilt, one might apologize or try to right the wrong that they did. This is also a means to keep themselves in a good standing with the rest of the group 
and at one time, that was imperative to survival. Overall, emotions help us to respond to our environment in appropriate ways. Unlike the negative emotions that I just described, positive emotions are those that, essentially, just make us feel good. These emotions typically arise when one of our needs is either being met or can easily be met. For example, you walk into a party and you see food. Your physical need of eating and being nourished can be easily met by being at the party, and this might make you excited. These positive emotions also cause us to repeat behaviors instead of changing them as negative feelings do, like when you burn your hand on a stove. You won't do that again. So positive emotions reinforce behavior while negative emotions lead to avoidance behavior. But notice that I didn't mention any of these feelings are naturally meant to be sat down with and felt. They're meant to spur quick reactions to our environment. Sometimes society or how we are raised might also play an impact on how we express our emotions. Maybe our family didn't share their anger or sadness, or maybe your house was constantly loud with raised voices, both happy and sad. Even society has gone through phases of, don't brag, you'll get a big head, or everyone's a winner at everything so that no one loses. It can be an emotional roller coaster out there. So why do we need to sit with our emotions? Remember what I said earlier about how our emotions are meant to cause a quick reaction out of us? Well, these quick actions are not meant to help us achieve our long-term goals or desires, only short-term goals. In an effort to get rid of the uncomfortable emotion quickly, we may act in ways that don't help us in the long run and might even end up harming us. By sitting with our uncomfortable emotions and being okay with how they make us feel, we are less likely to lash out and say or do things in the spur of the moment. Additionally, just as our emotions are trying to get a quick reaction out of us, they are drawn from the environment that we have quickly evaluated. So what we perceive to be facts might not even be true. Our knowledge at any given moment is very much limited in the grand scheme of things. We cannot know exactly what someone else is thinking or why they did something. So instead of acting on a snap judgment based on our own beliefs and past experiences, we can take a step back to remind ourselves that we do not truly know why that person behaved the way that they did. Let's jump into some of the reasons why we should take the time to practice feeling our emotions. We are able to continue learning. Oftentimes, we avoid situations that might cause uncomfortable feelings, like learning something that goes against prior beliefs or situations that might cause us anxiety. But in fearing these emotions, we are closing ourselves off not only from new experiences, but also from learning. This is how we get stuck in our own ways, refusing to learn or experience anything that can help us grow as individuals. But... By becoming comfortable with these emotions, we can continue growing and learning and experiencing. We are able to better understand the root of our suffering. When emotions succeed in getting us to act in quick behaviors to eliminate feeling discomfort, this temporary relief is only a means to continue the masquerade of the deeper underlying emotions that we're feeling. If we are not willing to sit down and take the time to understand why we reacted the way that we did and to trace it down to the heart of a situation, 
we are likely to repeat the behavior and to continue to feel discomfort in the long term. For example, say you say some very harsh words to someone you love in the spur of the moment. While this may have felt good in the moment, maybe feeling like you showed them and dealt back the feelings that they made you feel, taking the time to try and trace back why you reacted that way can help you better understand yourself and prevent the long-term suffering that you will feel if you continue to handle these situations by also attacking that person. Maybe you realize that their words made you feel inadequate or touched on an insecurity you may not have realized that you even had. If you had not taken the time to delve into why you were angry in the first place, you would have never known that you were also feeling other emotions on the subconscious level that have not been yet addressed. By feeling our emotions, we can make better choices. If we truly understand ourselves and emotions, we are better able to react. Instead of blowing up on someone or bursting into tears, we can take a moment to evaluate or acknowledge where those emotions are coming from and essentially take a step back. Feeling our emotions allows us to better make critical decisions. Now that I've gone into depth as to why you should really work to feel your emotions, and as I mentioned earlier, I talk a lot about feeling your emotions without letting them take over you, because as we have seen, emotions can easily trigger our reactions. Here are some of the ways to regulate your emotions as you feel them. Number one, label your emotion. Are you feeling happy, sad, angry? Either way, try to put a label to it. I also think it's important to say, I am feeling anger, for example, as opposed to saying, I am angry, because we are not our emotions. They are passing and we are not. Also, when labeling, try to understand exactly what that emotion truly is, as shame or guilt might disguise themselves as anger. We might not really be feeling anger at all. Number two, try to boost your mood. If we are stuck feeling a negative emotion, we might also pursue activities or situations that promote feeling these emotions, such as isolating ourselves or doom scrolling on social media, etc. Instead, try to get yourself out of these situations and into those that can help to pull you out of the emotion that seems to be in control of you. A few examples could be working out, cooking, journaling, getting some sunshine, doing a craft, even just tidying up your space. Number three, change your mindset. After you've labeled your emotion, try to reframe your thoughts. Your emotions act as a filter on how we interact with the world. For example, you see someone stare at you when you're out in public. If you're sad, that filter might make you think, oh, they're staring at me because I'm ugly or because they think my outfit's weird. If we are feeling fear, that emotion might put a lens over our, how we see the world and we might think that they're going to kidnap us. But if we are happy that day, we might think, oh, they think that I'm pretty or they liked my outfit. I'm really bad about the last one because I will stare at someone's outfit if I like it, especially if it's like a girl's outfit that I think is super cute and I want to recreate. But I also try to go up and tell them that I like their outfit so that they know that I'm not being a weirdo. And because I think that everyone feels good when someone tells them that they like their outfit. So I would like to make someone stay like that. 
But back into the tip, once you have realized what emotional lens that you are currently wearing, you can work to change that lens if need be. Number four, feel compassion for yourself. When taking the time to truly understand our feelings, it can be painful, awkward, or just flat out uncomfortable. This is why you truly need to approach this practice with compassion towards yourself. If this seems difficult in and of itself, try to reframe it and pretend that it's a friend or family member coming to you with these emotions. How would you respond to them? Respond to your own emotions with the same love and compassion you would to others, and you will be deep diving into your emotions in no time. As we get better and better at understanding our emotions, we are more easily able to let go of them. That flare of anger that may have driven you to react in the spur of the moment will no longer be able to hijack your actions. You will know where it comes from, and you will feel compassion for yourself, and you will be able to move forward. Now I will end this week's episode with a quote from Viktor Frankl, who said, Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Now with that, I will end this week's episode. Please don't forget to like and share this episode if you enjoyed the topic. And please feel free to share with any family or friends that you think could benefit. Now with that, I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening and keep consciously blooming into your best self.